Welcome to issue 141 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as the so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and joining me tonight is Mike. Hi, Daniel. How's it going? Hi. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to bask in your chaotic glow tonight, Mike. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel like that's all I got going for me. <laughs> Speaking of chaos, we're also, of course, joined by Steve. How are you, sir? I'm a little worried tonight, uh, but you know, I'm excited. Here we are. So. There's nothing wrong with being off book. Why are you worried? Uh, well, w- one reason <laughs> I'll tell you I'm worried. About? Wait, let me tell you the first reason I'm worried is we don't have a question to ask Daniel tonight. We don't oh. care what's on his mind. We haven't gotten any questions from people in a while. Send us your questions, people. Send us your questions. Well, or now comments. my sadness is on my mind. Yeah. Reviews, whatever you want. Something for us to say, Daniel, what's on your mind tonight? So he can tell us. I mean, if you want, I could ramble for 15, 20 minutes about something. No, I mean, we'll have to have Mustafa back on for that. So. Okay. Okay. Well, what are we doing tonight, though? I don't think any of us has any idea. Yeah, there's a big blank spot here in the show notes, but I believe <laughs> what we're going to do is Mike <laughs> is going to help us out because we're going to learn all about the last piece of this wave we've been doing for a while, the hood. We're finally <laughs> going to talk about the hood himself. Oh, what a scenario, hey? Yeah. Weird. Looking at the show notes, I thought we were talking about Mike's origin story. <laughs> <laughs> I did my homework. Oh, <laughs> well, right. why don't you tell us about the hood then? All right, all right. Let's. Uh, so, I actually didn't know much about the hood before doing the research for this episode. Uh, but we do have the Marvel Unlimited app, and you guys know this. You can search by character and see what issues they come from, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, the library's not complete. This is a Marvel Unlimited thing. They they don't have everything. They have bits and pieces. I mean, you can refer to our episode on the Sinister Syndicate and my hardships finding anything on the White Rabbit. Uh, but luckily, the hood is big enough that he warrants his own entry, and he, they've got issues going way, way back. Now, they don't have everything from the original storyline, but we got something. So you ready? You ready, my fellow villains? Okay, let's take a trip back in time, all the way back to Captain America number 131, published in 1970, where we join a story already in progress. Captain America has been hounded by a mysterious villain in a white balaclava, known unironically as the Hood. I don't know why they didn't call him the balaclava. They just, they did. Much, much better word. Yeah. <laughs> and it was white, you said? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so why all the hatred for the Cap? That is unknown to us. And actually, it's unknown to the Captain, because he doesn't know who this hooded balaclava figure is. Hmm. Uh, but lucky for our listeners, villains like to monologue. A lot. Right, Mustafa? This is how we know that the Hood is singularly focused on destroying Captain America. And his ultimate goal is to capture the Captain, and in his final moments, rip off the balaclava, reveal his identity, and then rub his face in it. You know, I'm the one who brought you down. So far, so good, right? That's yeah, all we dream about. Sounds Textbook. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, fellas, the Hood is a Language. tool. <laughs> Here's the scheme, ladies and gents. At this point in comic book history... Bucky Barnes is thought to have perished in the war. The Hood knows how close Captain America was to Bucky. 
and he wants to exploit this. So he plans on doing a circuit of the local boxing rings, looking for someone who fits the physical description of the late Bucky Barnes. He will then capture this unsuspecting young man and use him as bait. He will leak a statement to the media saying that Bucky is alive and well, merely undergoing treatment at a local mansion or something. And then when the radio broadcast is aired, he will bank on Captain America being within earshot of this to even hear about it. And then the hood just has to sit back and wait for the captain to walk into his trap. It seems like there's a lot of moving parts to this plan. It did, but, but, you know, astute listener. It's like trying to figure out how to get my kids to soccer. Oh, I know, I know, but. Astute listeners might have caught that I described the Bucky lookalike as an unsuspecting young man. Young man. Because if Bucky were alive, he would be much, much older and probably unrecognizable to the captain. But don't fret, hang on, the hood has an answer for this. And I quote, Captain America will be so overjoyed he won't think to question the contradiction of their ages. This is his plan. It is so dumb, so delusional. Only the most idiotic brain-dead hero would ever fall for this. So, of course, it plays out exactly as planned. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm not finished. Astute <laughs> listeners will have also noticed that the Hood didn't actually need a Bucky Barnes stand-in, as this message was delivered over radio broadcast. <laughs> so the whole boxing ring tour was completely irrelevant to the story, unless the lookalike he found was actually the real Bucky Barnes, who had coincidentally also been frozen, recently defrosted, and suffering from a severe case of amnesia that can only be cured by seeing Captain America. So now the hood's pretty language, isn't he? Oh, but wait, (laughs) he still has the element of surprise, right? You know, when Captain America walks into the trap and the hood sneaks up behind him with a crossbow, right? Except that he has to freaking monologue and reveal his secret identity first, completely negating his advantage, which was the whole bloody point of this scheme. You know what the kicker is? You want to know the kicker? There's more. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. He rips off this balaclava. His secret identity is Baron Strucker, the so-called Nazi weapon master, not Parker Robbins, a.k.a. The Hood, which means this is not The Hood we're supposed to be talking about, and I didn't have to read that. (laughs) See, as it turns out, when you open Marvel Unlimited and you delve into the character profile for The Hood, you know, the one with The Hood's picture on it, the app pulls in every other numbnut who's also held that <laughs> moniker. It's such a dirty hero trick. Steve, this explains Mike's anger. It does. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and the new rating we're going to have to give our show. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be, Cap's going to be saying language quite a bit. So uh, now I didn't have to put you through that, too. No, but I'm glad you did because that was you did. great. <laughs> it's how I deal with my trauma. That's the kind of story I want to hear. Okay. Uh. Give me a minute, fellas. But I know that it's that type of thing that really bothers you. Where I find it comedic, but when when logic trains fall apart and off the rails, you you really struggle with that. And I love it. All right, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> so Baron von Strucker. Okay, but you said what was the name that you said the hood really is? Parker Robbins. Parker Robbins. It turns yeah. out if you really want to learn about somebody, go to Wikipedia first. <laughs> Did you know that <laughs> he actually appears much, much later in comic history in 2002? Okay. 
That's when he has his own self-titled series. Yeah. When you said 1970, I was thinking, wow, they did something with him, and then like he disappeared because mm. I I read a tiny bit about this guy, but I not not that far back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that that's what you do. Thank you, thank you, Marvel Unlimited. I you know I I needed that knife twisted a little deeper. <laughs> All right. Well, the hood. The hood's got an impressive resume. The Illuminati, the Thunderbolts. He gets the Nornstones. He gets Infinity Gems for a street-level villain. I mean, this guy's punching way above his weight. So let's talk about the real origins. The Hood set was actually designed around one of his early story arcs. This is where he unites the criminal underworld under his leadership, eventually culminating with him getting a seat at Norman Osborn's Cabal after Osborn takes control of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is the Dark Reign storyline of 2000X. The Hood's real name, Parker Robbins. For the most of his life, he was a regular guy. He was unprivileged, disadvantaged, a mother in psychiatric care, and a pregnant girlfriend. How does one survive those odds and protect their loved ones? Well, his cousin can help. He's got the lowdown on some jobs that will pay the bills. Robbins doesn't care for it, but you gotta do what you gotta do to survive. And it turns out he's also a crack shot, right? He's got his pistols. So in one of these jobs, he stumbles upon a mystic ritual. I think that's a New York thing. Uh, and a Nisanti demon, probably also a New York thing. He shoots and kills the demon and then takes its hood and boots as a consolation prize. So about the attire. Obviously, this is a big part of his identity. The, the hood is, you know, he's, he's the hood. The boots give him the power of levitation, but the writers quickly abandon them pretty early on. I don't think we even see them by the time that this series is around. And I don't, it's not even a card. Yeah, okay. Uh, the hood gives him the power to turn invisible. Very useful if you're a petty criminal, by the way. Uh, but yep. its origin is very quickly retconned. I mean, this goes through so many iterations just in a few years. Like, it's originally, he can turn invisible only by holding his breath. And then he slowly gains more powers. And uh, eventually they say, no, 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 the, the hood did not come from this Nisanti demon. It actually came from Dormammu. And this is, you know, Dormammu's kind of possessed this hood and he's using it to gain control over whoever wears it and he actually chose parker robbins so he was around in the area when he knew parker would be there. something weird i don't know i don't get it but uh effectively he puts on the hood and now dormammu has this link to him and then over time this link gets stronger so dormammu wants to possess robin's body presumably because he's ambitious and awesome i guess okay robbins to this day, I believe still has the ability to turn invisible, but he can also let Dormammu in and gain demon strength, sometimes demon transformation or whatever. The catch is, is that every time he lets Dormammu in, Dormammu gains more ground. So he doesn't want to use it if he doesn't need to. Textbook possession. Textbook possession, exactly. You sure this guy's name isn't the One Ring? <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, this possessed demon stuff, is this akin to ghost rider type stuff or slightly different couldn't tell you okay ghost rider is a guy like who gets possessed by some hell being and has a flaming skull right yep that's him okay. yeah right. now in this case it's it's more the hood and he doesn't have full possession over parker at least not in the beginning eventually okay. he actually does bond with him but it's a slower process so okay. parker's a he's a smart guy he knows how the underworld works and as it's explained a lot of these super villains get their powers then they become bad guys but they don't know how the system works, whereas Parker kind of grew up under this. 
So he understands how it works. Then he got his power. So he's, he kind of sees everything. He's got this big vision and he wants to unite the clans. I mean, every egos tear the underworld apart. Everyone's got to be the smartest at this or the most technologically whatever. And he's, he spends most of his energy just trying to keep this gang together. He has to keep them engaged. He has to, you know, reward the ones who are fueled by reward. The geniuses, he tries to, you know, steal the tech they need and give them their own labs so they can start working together. He has to mitigate the infighting because everyone's trying to kill each other or beat each other up for something. So he's like a first grade teacher. Yeah, pretty much, pretty okay. much. And this is where him turning invisible is really awesome because no one knows where the hood is. It's it's kind of how he, he shows his power. Like he's always there when you're talking about him. So he's wow. able to maintain control for a while. And obviously well enough that Norman Osborne takes note. And like he is the only unpowered person at that table. Oh. Okay. Now through all of this, he's keeping his identity a secret. He's in bed with criminals, after all. He he knows he can't trust them. Actually, side note, he's in bed literally. Like this guy has women on the side. He always has. Um don't feel too bad about him and uh, i think probably we'll talk about that later with madame mask yeah uh, that's why she's in this set uh also side note uh he doesn't even know what's underneath that mask even though he's sleeping with it oh okay. <laughs> <A> side over <laughs> anyways he can't trust the criminals right and he's got to keep his family safe so he doesn't want to reveal who he is furthermore his family doesn't know what he does for a living his girlfriend knows that he's not on the level but she has no idea how deep into the system he actually is. He has no idea he's actually running the show. So throughout this series, he's trying to, you know, balancing the edge of the knife, trying to balance two lives, you know, awake for one when he's supposed to be sleeping because he's too busy with the other. Does this sound familiar, guys? It, it does. This guy needs his own set. Yeah. Alter ego, the whole deal, right? The whole deal. So he's an interesting character. And his story goes on and on and on and on ever since they introduced him i mean they they throw him in all sorts of scenarios i've only read the tip of the iceberg but he does a lot and uh yeah that's my origin well he's like another new york based guy right yes okay yeah. so he's part of that world yes he is all right does he have a show i feel like i saw that there was a show coming or he's in one anthony ramos is set to portray robbins in the marvel cinematic universe disney plus series ironheart yeah so an ironheart oh. comes out next year the hood is going to be in it. Good. Okay, cool. I wasn't making that up. Yeah, he looked pretty cool in the show. Anthony Ramos. Oh my gosh, it's the Oh my gosh. It's the guy from Hamilton. Not not the main guy. He's um it's one of his friends, one of Hamilton's buddies. Oh, he's awesome. Cool. He'll be great fun. Nice. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Yeah, thanks for doing all of that reading. Yeah, uh, I may not have done any other of my homework. That's okay. <laughs> as long as you're reading about the the 1970s hood version. We're good. <laughs> I think we need to make a custom scenario. No, we we really don't. We really don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it'll be? You'll flip, you, you'll flip over the card and you're like, these instructions don't make sense. I don't know what to do. And then every card will just be something different that doesn't interact. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that sounds great. Well, should we look at the hood's cards then and see if yeah. these ones interact <laughs> the right way? At, let's look at the good hood's cards, shall we? All right, so we're going to look at the hood. This was the scenario pack that came in the Mad Titan Shadows Wave. 16 cards total, 7 encounter cards, plus all the stuff that starts with. So um, let's start with the man himself. Mike, 
You told us all the lore. Why don't you give us his uh, cards, too? Sure. This is the hood in his iconic hood with his iconic pistols. Version 1, he has one scheme, one attack. He is criminal traded. His special ability, foul play. Special. Discard the top card of the encounter deck. If that card does not belong to the hood encounter set, deal it to yourself as a face-down encounter card. Um, I feel like there's too many words there. Uh, they should just say, put the top card of the encounter deck into play, because that's <laughs> effectively what this does. Yeah. <laughs> and he has uh, 14 hit points per player. He's beefy. Yeah, he's pretty beefy. Pretty beefy, which I think we get that a lot with the standalone guys, don't yeah. we? Yeah, Green Goblin was beefy too. Well, the hood version 2, he gets an additional scheme. So he's two scheme, one attack. He has the same foul play ability, but when revealed... Choose one set-aside modular encounter set at random, then shuffle it into the encounter deck. That's key. You don't shuffle it and the discard pile in. You just shuffle it. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's why you the foul, foul play ability always goes off, right? And folks, that'll make more sense in a minute. And the hood version 3, he has 3 scheme, 2 attack, the same special foul play, and this time, when revealed, actually, it's the same one revealed. Choose a set-aside modular encounter set at random, then shuffle it into the encounter deck. And this one has 18 hit points per player. Now, this foul playability changes from Hood 1 to 2. Oh my gosh, you are so right. And then from 2 to 3, it changes as well. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and read 2? Okay, foul play version 2. Discard the top two cards of the encounter deck. Deal the first card discarded this way that does not belong to the hood encounter set to yourself as a face-down encounter card. So, I mean, that, that's just not going to work. The second, uh, version three. Discard the top two cards of the encounter deck. Deal each card discarded this way that does not belong to the hood encounter set to yourself as a face-down encounter card. Yeah. The, the difference between one and three is dramatic. Very, <laughs> very <laughs> I feel like the level one, there is a chance it whiffs. There's like 10 cards, you know, like seven by title, but there's like 10 total cards in the encounter deck that have the hood on them. So you're flipping one, you could you could whiff. Two, it's, I mean, you're, you're shuffling even more non-hood cards in. So the chance of that hitting for the hood is even higher. And then on three, you're just going to be playing heroic two the whole time. So yeah. 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 Now, Mike, in all your research, I have a couple of theme questions for you. Does Hood seem like the kind of criminal that would be more schemy than fighty? Yes. Well, a little bit of both. Right? Uh, the okay. Definitely the brains aspect, because he's he's so big picture, and he's really high-level strategizing this whole time. Okay, good. His combat prowess really is that he's a crack shot. He only gains his brute strength when he's possessed by the demon, when he lets Dormammu in. And it doesn't look like they're doing that in this set. So think of him as regular guy with guns, just exceedingly intelligent okay but yet not genius traded that's disappointing well yeah they seem to save that for the mad scientists yeah they need a trait called clever Ooh, they do cunning. don't they yeah 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 cunning and then my other question is or or thought rather is so the foul play thing is interesting because you know what's coming yes you do and and, and what do you guys <laughs> think about that i love it does it change it. how you play? Does it even matter? Because it kind of comes at you. It can come at you in a number of different ways, right? Like, So sometimes yeah. you actually have a whole round to think about it. I feel like we get a lot of the bonus face-down encounter cards a lot 
in many different ways. We get it in Mysterio. We get it with Star-Lord. This is the only one that really makes you Language. your pants, right? Because <laughs> you, you're like, oh, God, I have to deal with that next turn. And it can go off two or three times a turn. Yeah, And you're just like, okay, I have to make sure I have a way to deal with that. I, I do enjoy that you get to peek. I know it's not ideal from a villain standpoint to give the heroes a heads up. But well, I kinda that was my like, other theme question. Is there yeah. something about this guy's machinations that you would kind of have a heads up on what's happening? Not that I can see. Okay. Not that I've That's, read. It's a purely has to be that way mechanically. Yeah, maybe. That's maybe cool. it's because I mean, I, I everyone like else it's because everyone else is a is a, a bumbling idiot. Sure. <laughs> That's what it is. He's actually being stalked at one point. And he is a hard guy to track, but you can track all the other idiots he's trying to round up. They don't have to follow the hood. They have to follow the wrecker. They have to follow Rhino. They'll find him. So actually, that works out really well. Because if it's not the hood, you've seen it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for making me think of that. That was a uh, yeah, good connection. Well, Steve, maybe we need... Speaking of making connections, maybe it we was need... a segue. Know... I, I can do them, too. Oh, wait. What do you say, Mike, whenever we do that? Oh, you guys are doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. I do a thing, and yeah. Steve, Mike just did a thing. He did. He uh, he was making connections, which is the main scheme. <laughs> Let me read it to you. 1A, we're going to play with Hood 1 and 2, or Hood 2 and 3, depending on if we're playing Expert or Standard. The Hood set, and then Standard Encounter sets. But here's the fun part. Setup. Choose seven modular encounter sets and set them aside. You may choose randomly. Choose one of those sets at random. Then shuffle it into the encounter deck. Okay, let's just stop right there before we go to the next, before we even flip it over. So we're picking seven modular sets from our collection. They're the ones that we may play against. And right off the bat, we're going to pick a random one of those seven and shuffle it into the, the deck. Steve, how many modular sets are we at now in this game? Lots. Including all the new X-Men stuff that just came out. I believe there are 69 modular sets. Wow. Holy moly. So you have a lot of choices. <laughs> Endless replayability. Yes. Um, sometimes I don't choose seven modular sets, though. I just randomly take one out of my case. Sure, why not? Yeah. Why go through the bother of choosing seven? Right. I just run my hand down the line and grab whatever I stop at. Brilliant. All right. So now we've got some random set or some various set in. And we're going to flip this over to 1B. The Hood is recruiting an army, convincing various villains that they are stronger together than they are apart. It oh. starts at one threat per player, goes up by one threat per player, and it tops out at five threat per player. That's not a lot. It's not. And it has a when revealed effect. Each player must resolve the Hood's foul play ability in player order. I mean, that's just how it starts. Yeah, right off the bat, you could end up with an encounter card. This is, I think, though, one of the rare times when might not trigger because you only have shuffled in one encounter set plus standard there's a there's a shot at least of you not getting yeah the, the wrong card yeah 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 playing this for the first time was fascinating She's like what a small encounter deck i'm gonna get so many acceleration tokens but you don't because you just the encounter deck stays the same size <laughs> <laughs> the uh the artwork's great too right he's in the middle of this like half circle board table and you can you can kind of make out. You can make out the brothers Grimm. You can make out Griffin and some other characters. Uh, yeah. We do get 
you know, That's in this Tombstone, pack. right? I think that yeah. might be Tombstone, yeah. The big yeah. fella? Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. And who's the big orange thing? Yeah, I thought like maybe a, that was Armadillo, maybe? That could be Armadillo. Oh, there, yeah. Yeah, that's him. At, at like 12 o'clock? Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, well, that's just one of the main schemes. So we're going to go on here. He's promising us something, Daniel, right? He is, Steve. He's promised us prosperity. Through hard work, determination, and a lot of illegal activity, the Hood has expanded his empire, gathering a formidable force that threatens the safety of every city citizen in New York City. When revealed, choose one set-aside modular encounter set at random, then shuffle it into the encounter deck. Place one acceleration token on the main steam. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. So, so there's that acceleration token. I was just token. talking about how you don't get acceleration tokens. Well, not from yeah. running out the deck. You do kind of get them. And, yeah. <laughs> so the flip side of Promise Prosperity, 2B, is eight threat per player. Starts with two per player, goes up one per. When revealed, each player must resolve the hoods. Foul play. Ability in order. For each player who was not dealt at least one face down in Connor card this way, plays two threat here. See, again, they could have just removed that last line at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's wow. more threat. Yeah. You get like the 1% lucky shot and it puts threat on there. Seems just mean. Yeah. You can't outthink the hood. So he's got you. No. Good gracious. Now, I like this scenario, Steve, because there's three schemes, three main. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're probably going to see all three a threat threshold of five per and then eight with those acceleration tokens. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've ever beaten the hood without getting to scheme three. If you can keep them to two, you have a much better shot at, of doing it, right? I mean, if you keep it on one by never flipping to alter ego, that's really your best bet. You're just going to have to hope he never gets an advance or something. Because one advance and he's and that's it. on. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. Well, the third scheme is Crime State. With a legion of villains at his side, the Hood has established a domain of depravity that even the strongest heroes would be wise to fear. When revealed, choose one set-aside modular ran a counter set at random and then shuffle it into the encounter deck. Place an acceleration token on the main scheme. Each player must resolve the Hood's foul play ability in player order. Oof. Yep. All, you, you get all three effects now. Yep, all three effects just on that front side. Okay, then you flip it over. But wait, there's more. There is more. So this is uh, a 10 threat per player threshold. Starts with three per, goes up by one per. Oh, wait, there's an asterisk here. Force response after resolving step one of the villain phase. No, not after he activates or any or attacks or schemes. It's step one. Each player must resolve the hood's foul play ability in player order. So strong. So, yeah. Heroic. <laughs> Heroic two. Wow. Yeah. And then if just... if he completes this one, you know, the heroes lose. I think he's great. He is the kind of villain I can get behind. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If, yeah. If he wanted to I don't know, gather up all the villainous podcasts and lead us, I think I could uh I could do that. I I'd let him. <laughs> I mean, this is the challenge. Yeah. Again, we got some good art. We've got the wrecker and thunderball. Griffin, maybe? Mandrill? It's hard to Mandrill, tell. Mandrill, I'm pretty sure I'm seeing, yeah. Yeah, yep. Some other guys. Some, like, Scarecrow dude, maybe. And there's one guy who's the same beanie oh, Mr. cap Fear. that I wear in the winter. Oh, Mr. Fear, yeah. The beanie cap, that's the wrecker. That's, that's Thunderball. Okay, Is the it? wrecker 
There's oh, the yeah, Thunderball's the purple, up there. And then to the right of him is Thunderball, because you can go down and he's holding his ball and chain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But yeah, he and I were the same uh, headwear in wintertime. Nice. Yeah, this is an amazing villain for villains. Um, you get this neat game of multiple sets, different sets. You're going to see them because his foul playability is going to make sure you get extra cards out. So the problem in solo when uh, people say, oh, but I only go through five cards in the deck, so I never get to see any of the cards in the modular sets. Not here. Um, <laughs> here here you get to see them, right? Yep. Um, yep. The whole idea of like, well, I'll just sit back and turtle forever. You can't do that because acceleration tokens are coming out and eventually he's going to scheme out. So it kills that tactic. Um, yeah, just fun. So It really is. But Steve, there's so many modular sets. If only there was a way to think about how you might put seven of them together to make interesting games. Oh, that's a good idea. That feels like that would be some foul play we should talk about. Uh... Do you mean... There is such a thing, Steve? Yeah, there is. <laughs> I have done a setup. Mike's done one. Um, let's talk about that. like, Because we can't really talk about just random sets going in here. So I have um, I have a, a seven theme sets I like to play here. I like to call this group the Hail Hydra set. Nice. It's, <laughs> it's seven <laughs> Hydra modulars. We're going to play with Hydra Assault, Hydra Patrol, Legions of Hydra. That's Madam Hydra. Uh, we're going to play with Captain America's Nemesis. So we're going to take his Nemesis set and treat it as a modular set because it has Baron Zemo in it. And why not? Why not? And Bomb Scare. It's got Hydra minions in it. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to grab Spider Woman's Nemesis because it has the Viper in it. Another great Hydra character. And then one more Nemesis set. We're going to grab Black Widow's Nemesis because it has Taskmaster. And we're going to play with that one. So those are the Hail Hydras. With all of those, you've got a ton of minions. You've got the Hail Hydra card, which triggers all the minions. You have a bunch of neat, unique minions. You have some cool side schemes that come with the Nemesis sets. And since you're doing it randomly, you could end up with Bomb Scare, which isn't that hard. So that can kind of like offset if you're getting crushed by the hoods, other abilities and other sets. So, so what, what I hear you saying is bring Thor. Thor's not bad. As long as he can thwart a little bit. Because um, he's going to have plenty of targets. Yeah. 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 Lord. Mike, do you have a set of foul play? I actually have a couple. Because uh, when I did my one of my series... I played through the Mad Titan Shadow with all the hood sets. Mm. So I thought, hey, fair is fair. Might as well play the hood with all the Mad Titan Shadow sets. Oh, okay. And that was fun because you get the, the theme blends together. But that is crazy swinging because maybe you're starting off with, you know, the Black Order. Maybe you're starting off with the Enchantress. And that can suck when right <laughs> away you have you're getting seduced and there's Enchantress out because you dealt it to yourself as for foul play. You know, turn one, uh, or maybe you have frost giants. Hmm. But uh, that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. I do like yeah. doing that. I do like taking taking a whole box series and just throwing it in. I mean, what if the hood rounded up all the opponents from the new X Men box? Right, right. Yeah. Well, back to you, Steve. All right, so I have another one for us. This issue, I'm calling this uh, totally emo because these are just a bunch of hulking, sulking brutes. Oh. Okay, 
So these are all mostly brute themed modular sets that go well together. So this is Beastie Boys, Mr. Hyde, Wrecking Crew. Now all these came in the hood. Okay, so it's not a surprise. Um, but we're going to also play with Armadillo. He's a brute. We're going to go grab She-Hulk's nemesis Titania, which is a ton of fun. And a mess of things, which is Scorpion. Now, technically, he has no stats whatsoever, but his stun ability plays off a bunch of the other stun abilities in this set. So there's going to be a lot of stun out there. And then what does the Wrecking Crew do? And what do Beastie Boys do? What do, what do, they, what do these guys do? They smash into stuff. They ransack things. So we're going to also throw in ransacked armory so they can all have a bunch of big toys to go after you with. I love that. Good, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a fun group of sets to play with. So it's tough too. <laughs> you know, Wrecking Crew is no joke. So. Oh yeah. Well, sure. now that we, we talk a little bit about this, you remember I've been saying the last couple of weeks, like I want the the sort of the female villain syndicate. Yes. We've got to be able to cobble seven mod sets together to be that syndicate, right? We've yeah. got the pirates. We've got our dear pirates. We've got. You got Lucia, um, Ironheart's nemesis. Luke? Ironheart's nemesis is female. Yep. We have the Enchantress. We've got what is it? Is it Legions of Hydra that has Madam Hydra? Yep, Madam Hydra. Right. We've got oh, her. We've got... You have Gamora and Nebula. Boom, 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 boom. Is that seven? Who else we got? We have um, isn't Wasps nemesis? Yes. Who is Wasp's okay. nemesis again? That is uh, Beetle. It's Beetle. Or Beetle. Beetle. Right, right. Who's in charge of the syndicate? Yeah, perfect. So she'll have to be there. So we could definitely do. So that's your that's your femme fatale group. My femme fatale. That's my recommendation. I like that. And then Mike, you've got another one called Old Flames. Explain oh that. yes, it's uh you know all the old flames you'd rather not see again. You got <laughs> Thor's nemesis Loki. <laughs> Ironheart's nemesis, Lucia von Bardas. Star-Lord's nemesis, Mr. Knife. Quicksilver's nemesis, Avalanche. Ant-Man's nemesis, Yellow Jacket. Spider-Ham's nemesis, the Green Gobbler. And of course, the granddaddy of them all, Adam Warlock's nemesis, the Magus. And no, no special theme in here except just screwing with the heroes, right? You have Yellow Jacket removing your tech. You have Mr. Knife just doing everything. The green gobbler is removing all your tokens, not just on Spider-Ham, but also on, say, Ironheart or anyone else who's collecting tokens. Uh, Avalanche is going to try to scheme you out. I mean, the Magus is just awesome and, and looks sexy. Lucia von Bardis, uh, not like super powerful, but has some cool tech attachments that she can play on other minions. It doesn't necessarily have to be her, like, say, Loki, who just keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it would be a neat set. Yeah, I like that. So what we want to do is we want to hear folks of uh, gameplay. They pick one of these, Hail Hudra, the Totally Emo, the Old Flames, or the Defense Tales. Yes. All right. There we go. Try one of those. Tell us what you think. How'd it go? How badly did the Hood beat you with that crew? And uh, Mike, if they're going to tell us about it, how are they going to do that? Oh, yeah. Hey, folks, what's on Daniel's mind tonight? I don't know. You guys won't ask. We need questions. Let us know. <laughs> Email us something at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Critical Encounters on Facebook, or you can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Hood, take us out. And if 
astronaut with me, you're on your own. If you're not with me, you're on your own. That's not how I imagined Hood to sound. Or as Mike would say tonight, you're not with me, you're on your own.